0: Welcome to the HSP podcast, I'm Julie Bieland and as an HSP psychotherapist and founder of Sensitive Empowerment, I'm excited to share this podcast with you. My mission is to teach you how to balance and honor your sensitive nervous system, understand your incredible value, love who you are and empower you to flourish in your full potential. I love featuring highly sensitive people worldwide to bring unique perspectives that shed light on what it's like to experience life as an HSP. By exploring high sensitivity from different angles, I hope to create a sense of normalization and validation that supports your journey. To further your understanding of high sensitivity, I invite you to explore all our episodes and discover tools in my online courses to help HSPs overcome the challenges of living in a world not set up for our levels of sensitivity. That way, you can fully embrace the many gifts that come with this trait. For more information, visit sensitiveconnection.com. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy this episode.
1: Hi, and welcome, everyone. We're recording live today in the Sensitive Empowerment Community which is a positive alternative to social media for sensitive people. You can learn all about it and join us at sensitivecommunity.com. Our topic today is the wonderful book, Sensitive, The Hidden Power of the Highly Sensitive Person and a Loud, Fast, Too Much World by Jen Graneman and Andre Solo. You might have caught Jen's talk in this um, community a little bit earlier. My name is Robbie Lee. I'm an empowerment coach for highly sensitive people. I'm on a mission to help HSPs craft lives that they love and do that by cultivating their sensitive strengths, by growing their self compassion, and by trusting their own inner wisdom. I'm joined for this talk today by three wonderful women, friends of mine, and fellow HSP coaches, Lily and Ricardo. Senia Elisiv, and Val Nelson. I met Val through this community, the Sensitive Empowerment Community, and she introduced me to Lily and Senia through <laughs> one of her circles. So I've had many deep, meaningful conversations with these women, and I always leave feeling inspired, deeply heard, deeply seen, and I'm really excited about the work that each does in the world. I'm thrilled to be talking with them today. Val, Lilia, Sinia, welcome.
2: Thank you. you. It's so fun to get together with all of you.
1: It really is. I'd love for you each to tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself. So Lillian, would you like to start us off? Yeah.
3: And I just want to say ditto, Robbie. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Um, (laughs) Thanks. My name is Lillian, and I'm a whole life coach for HSPs. Um, I'm really passionate uh, about supporting sensitives around owning our own strengths and joys um, in any area of life, but I particularly have been enjoying coaching around self-care and also parenting from the sensitive parent perspective, Um, whether you have sensitive children or not, or Um, one and sensitive, not the other, Um, either way. Um, And I'm just really excited to be here and part of this discussion with with everyone. Thanks, Lillian. Senia.
4: Hi, thank you so much, Robbie. Uh, So happy to be here. My name is Senia, and I'm a life and leadership coach for introverts and highly sensitive people in STEM professions. My background is in engineering, and I'm very passionate to help deep thinkers and people who identify themselves and more logical, but also have the sensitive side. I love helping my people find more meaning and ease in
1: their lives and careers. Thank you, Robbie. Mm, Awesome. Sonia, thank you so much. And Val.
2: That's great. Hey, it was so fun to be doing this with all of you because I just adore you all so much and I'm looking forward to our conversation. So, I'm Val Nelson. I'm a career and business coach for introverts and highly sensitive people like myself. And um, I love connecting with others around the topic of sensitivity and our gifts that we have for the world, as well as making life easier, life and work easier for us. Because, you know, things can get messy if we don't take good care, but we still have a lot to offer. So thrilled to be here with beloved colleagues talking about this new book. Yay.
1: Thank you all. Thank you all. So, you know, the first we're going to be talking about a, a few different uh, things as we progress in here, and the where we wanted to start in our talk today was really talking about why we wanted to talk about the book. Like, you know, <laughs> what did we love about it? Why are we having this discussion at all? And what I wanted to say is, first of all, let me see if I can hold this up. Can you? Can you, like, I have all of these post-its. I don't know if y'all can see that. (laughs) I love this book. Um, I've read parts of it multiple times. I felt really seen when I read the book. Like, I saw myself in the book. And what I loved about it was a combination of things. One, it was really positive. Like the, the energy around it is just so positive. I felt like I've read tons of things on sensitivity and high sensitivity, and some of them were more clinical and some of them were, I don't know. But what I often felt like was just like, man, it's a slog to be sensitive, but here we go. You know, (laughs)
0: And I didn't have
1: that feeling in this book at all. You know, like it felt light to me. It felt joyous without sugarcoating it. I mean, it talks about like we as sensitive people in this world that isn't uh, set up for us yet, um, we have struggles, but it highlights the strengths of our sense, a whole chapter on the gifts of sensitivity, which I like to call our strengths. You know, the things that we bring to the world as sensitive people, it talks about, um, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, I know what I was going to say. The What I loved is it was stories of real people, but also research. So it's like my left brain was excited. My right brain was excited. Oh, yes. And for those of you tuning in going, what are you talking about sensitivity? Hmm. Ha- sensitivity is a naturally occurring trait, right? It's in humans and in tons of animals, species. High sensitivity is what we're talking about, the trait. So as humans, you have low sensitivity, you have sensitivity of high sensitivity. It's on a continuum. We're talking about the 30% is what research is showing the 30% of us that have high sensitivity. And, you know, there's a quote in the book that I wanted to highlight from that, Mm -hmm. which is on page 15, if you're in the hardback, but it says, uh, a better word for sensitive might be responsive. If you are a sensitive Mm -hmm. person, your body and mind respond more to the world around you. You respond more to heartbreak, pain, and loss, but you also respond more to beauty, new ideas, and joy. You go deep where others only skim the surface. You keep thinking when others have given up and moved on to something else. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm seeing nods of like, yep. Mm-hmm, I, I.
0: Yeah, yeah. So,
1: you know, we're, we we respond deeply to things. And I felt like this book in so many of the chapters was a celebration of that. And I read it through the lens of yes. And now how do we, how do we bring our sensitivity into the world? How do we use this for good? Mm -hmm. And yeah, and I'm just, I'm thrilled to be talking to you about it. So I will be quiet for a minute now. And, you know, I'd love to hear your responses anyone
4: yeah i'd love to add to that robbie Uh, especially i love what you talked about and the book talked about uh, being responsive to our environment feeling deeply Mm. what stood out to me from the book is how much they talked about the sensitive boost effect Mm. and that's the natural advantage that hsps get from being responsive to the environment yeah And often we really overlook that because we know that we feel deeply and get affected by difficult circumstances maybe more than other people, but that we are affected so much more by positive environment. And the book talks about how sensitive boost allows sensitive people to springboard far beyond others when they're given basic support. So, and they talk about very real examples from rock stars like Bruce Springsteen to kids growing up in poor areas in South Africa. When they're given this positive environment, even on a basic level, uh, maybe taught tools of emotional support, that gives HSPs an advantage that other people do, do not get from the same programs or the same environments which is a huge reminder for me and HSPs I work with is that it's worth investing time and energy to create supportive atmosphere for yourself, whether it's setting up your desk differently or taking time to connect with a friend. Small things make big difference with HSPs, and the impact will be much more significant than we may even expect.
2: Yeah.
3: Ooh, I got chills. Yeah, I love that. It, <laughs> it's it's beautiful, Samia. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, I I agree with the both of you. I mean, and just like how positive um this book was, you know, as I continued reading it, um, getting through it, I just kept feeling like this boost of empowerment over and over again. Um and just I don't know, I think they framed some things in a new way that I haven't heard about before like the like the the sensitive boost or the empowerment boost and um and you know Robbie you said they don't they didn't sugarcoat the challenges and I agree with that but also it was just overwhelmingly positive and affirmative um you know in terms of like the nature of our our sensitive strengths and gifts um and I particularly appreciated like how the author's generously sprinkled in so many supportive and realistic tools and suggestions in you know throughout the whole book on self-care and self-regulation as we navigate you know this whole world with our senses just a wide open <laughs> 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 just walking around you know uh with all of our senses exposed kind of um mm-hmm. and especially as an hsp parent I picked up on lots of little small actions um, that I could try and experiment with. And I have been experimenting with some new things um, in my day-to-day to to support myself, you know, in the midst of this overwhelm that can easily occur as an HSP parent or not. Um, And, you know, one thing, just one thing I've been trying that I, I don't, it never occurred to me to try this, like physically backing up and pressing my back into the wall um, just for that, the, the scent, you know, for the, just, I think, I don't remember what sense it is the, um, I think proprioceptive or, you know, one of the, one of the eight sentences that they talked about. Um, and it just has been like very comforting and soothing um, and surprise. It's a small thing, but these small things <clears throat> in the book are adding up. Um, and so I just really, you know, that's one thing that Stood out to me about this.
2: Beautiful, yeah, yeah. I love what you're all saying. Um, so I'll say yes, yes, yes to all that. And I've been watching the chat, and uh, there's everyone else is saying yes to all this too. The that responsive, the affirmation, it's, it's wonderful. I feel like we're in a little HSP mm-hmm. celebration party right now. <laughs> yes, um, I'll share what I. One of, one of the many things i loved about this book is that there's a whole chapter about work hsp's and our work it's an area where it can be a place of so much strife and exhaustion for a lot of people but especially for highly sensitive people perhaps there's just so much coming at us and we there's you know I, we we need to earn money right so there's this <laughs> pressure but also a lot of pressure around the energy too so um, and i appreciate that they spent a whole chapter and a meaty chapter too i mean they really talked about the wonderful gifts we have to bring to the world and the kinds of work that are good fits for us and even some of the addressing some of the challenges and some real concrete things we can do to kind of sculpt our jobs to to fit who we are better mm-hmm. um I just know that as I was reading the whole book, but including this section, I just kept feeling like I could help hold my head higher, (laughs) you know, like, yes, we're so valuable. Let's celebrate this. Um, Here's a quote that to me really captures some of the value of HSPs in our work. This came from the book. Imagine two accountants. The first one drops in your numbers, makes sure they do add up and sends them off to the government done the second one goes further they check supporting documents to make sure nothing is missed they walk you through extra ways to save money and they screen everything for red flags that might trigger an audit who would you rather have do your taxes and of course the second one is the highly sensitive person we tend to be more you know focused on the attention to detail uh, empathy and and so many things so you know, you can see the difference. And I recently hired somebody for something and realized afterward, I had a good feeling, but I wasn't sure. But I asked her right away, like, do you happen to know about high sensitivity? (laughs) And she was like, oh yeah, yeah. And so we just clicked and I, and I have been so thrilled with the connection that I'm like, man, HSPs rock. (laughs) So yeah, I'm excited about all that.
1: Yes, we do rock. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh I I love what you UH talked about so much. You know one of the things another thing in the book too it felt, there was a part it's in the last chapter and it talked about kind of releasing shame. You know I feel like for so long the conversation around sensitivity in the in the in our culture has been around that there's something wrong with being sensitive,
0: yeah. mm-hmm. right?
1: Something to be ashamed of, you're too sensitive, why are you so sensitive, stop being so sensitive. Those messages and, you know, I think the world is better when we have more sensitive people. Like when we bring our sensitive gifts forward. Yes. When
2: we show up with it and don't hide it. <laughs> yes. Then we actually
1: make the world better for people. And I love that this book kind of celebrates that with all of the stories in there. And, you know, Val, you just mentioned one. Like, and that was an accountant for cripes sake, you know, but like, think about... <laughs> There's a story about a nurse, right? She, I mean, she saved yeah. somebody's life using yes. her sensitive gifts and speaking up, right? Where she yeah. could have been silenced, as many of us have been throughout our lives, but she mm-hmm. she spoke up. And I, I hope that this encourages sensitive people to be more and more themselves in the world and to speak out, because we yeah. really need you. Like, yeah, it, yeah.
2: yeah, you know. One more thing about the book, I just have to say, it's, I'm so glad to just own it because yeah. it was a joy to read, but it feels like a little, if I ever need a little boost, oh, <laughs> I could just open a yeah. page and feel good. Yeah. So I highly recommend oh, having God. a copy.
3: Yeah. I just, I wanted to add to, um, you know, the other aspect I think of giving a voice and sort of helping us as sensitive feel proud and empowered, you know, that's what this book does, but I think it can also um, when we're able to feel empowered in our sensitivity and in using it out in the world, um, it then might give permission to other people who may or may not be as highly sensitive to tap into like their own vulnerabilities and sensitive parts of themselves too. And I just think like, how, how can that transform the world too? And like help, mm. I don't know, to me, that's positive. So
1: yes, hundred percent. Yes to mm-hmm. that. Yes. Love that. Well, for those listening on the podcast, we have some folks live with us here and I've invited them and I'll invite you too, when you're listening to just reflect a little bit, like what is something staying with you from the book? If you've read that or from the discussion that we've, we've had so far and those of you with us live, love for you to put your answers in the chat uh, so we can read some of those.
2: I'll start reading some out thanks Val how uh, so one person said how the nurse was brave as you mentioned it will help me keep advocating for myself mm-hmm. yes yes see yeah. I mean yes. just even one story just like serves us so well exactly yeah. mm. some some of the comments people have already made are that we need to change
1: for culture instead of culture learning to understand us- mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yes. <laughs> and the way that we, you know, help change culture, I think, is by being who we are in the world yeah. and by yes. speaking up and speaking out and n- not being afraid to bring our full selves to the spaces we're in, mm-hmm. you know?
2: Yeah. Um, here's another comment in the chat. Once again, when HSPs gather, we seem to construct a special sort of safe space, not not from book but
3: interesting hopefully mm-hmm. yes. absolutely yeah yeah um, I've so always great. said I've never met an HSP I, I don't feel safe with and like you know when when that's <laughs> sort of the foundational uh we both understand that about each other it's just yeah. uh, I mean, there's something great. special about that yeah
2: oh, um right. another comment about the book Jen and Andre the authors did include so many positive aspects and it made it easier to absorb all their valuable information. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. if we keep being drawn in, like we can keep reading. I mean, sometimes a nonfiction book I have trouble staying with, but I really <laughs> stayed with this one. Yeah. It felt so good.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, stories, you know, we learn from stories. And so reading someone else's story, we can find ourselves in there or get um, encouragement or inspiration right? As I I hear that we are getting right from what we read.
2: Yeah. Another comment is I resonate with the importance of recognizing how things that are working can be related to our sensitivity. It's easy to normalize those skills and abilities and not see them as special or unique just because they work for us.
1: Oh my gosh. that can
2: be so easy. (laughs) It turns out it's a gift.
1: Yes. That's actually some, I'm so glad that was brought up. It is something that I see all the time with my clients and I did it. I I found, I did it myself. Like I minimize the things that are easy for me, but just like was mentioned earlier about when HSPs come together, we've created the safe place, right?
0: Do you know what a Mm -hmm. gift that is to people? I know. And it's
2: not like we even
1: always know we're doing it. And it's not hard for us. right? it's just (laughs) what we do, right? That's one example of thing, of just us being us, but it has such a positive impact. And I think it is really helpful that we, when we recognize those things and do give ourselves credit, because it can help combat the other messages about, you know, being too sensitive is, is a negative thing. For example, it's like, hmm, but also I just created a safe place for everyone to say what was true for them. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. let me read a few more, please. Um, what you, Robbie, what you said what you just said about the needs we have among, sorry, sorry, what you just said about the needs we have among the spaces we exist and the lack power in numbers. Yes. Mm -hmm. And another comment. I also feel safe among HSPs. This has been life-changing. I did not feel safe growing up or in past relationships. I treasure all of you too. Mm -hmm. And another one, I've struggled with how to describe this lived experience to others. And this book seems like a great tool for doing that either by using their language, oops, keeps moving. <laughs> there's more comments coming in, <laughs> either by using their language and examples within, or even just giving a copy of the book.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And by the way, at the end of the book, if you didn't get there. There's like really concrete tips about how to succinctly describe it to other people. And oh, it was so good. I really need to go back and memorize it because it was like, that is it, you know, in this succinct way. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. And someone said, I haven't read the whole book, but I think the integration of all the research around how HSP brains actually function differently. It's kind of like how science and media is actually catching up with our reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. the authors have done such a good job of promoting the book and the message. Mm-hmm. I feel like that it's really starting to get out there more, which I'm excited about. I'm really grateful.
4: Mm-hmm. How are we for time, Sineen? We actually had time for the questions right now. So maybe one more, you can read one more comment and we'll okay. have to move on. Thank you. Okay, I know there was one I missed in here. I might've gotten to everything actually. Uh, the last one from Anne maybe, I resonate with the chapter full hearted love. Oh, great, the... please go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I struggle with that with people who are not HSPs. I find myself having higher expectations of their others' depth, conversation topics, and awareness in my relationships. Sometimes I find myself getting stuck. That is why I'm looking for other HSPs. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, we, we need that community and we need people, kind kindred spirits, right? Like-minded people that get it. That is so important. And again, how much we get out of it, out of one conversation, one comment, the heartfelt comment, and we take it in and it really radiates inside of us. Yes. Mm -hmm.
2: Thank you all. I think that's a good place to pause.
1: Thank you you, so much. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, So grateful for all those comments. It really enriches the conversation and it, as I will echo what others have said, I just love being with fellow HSPs. Like (laughs) I think the conversations we have are really rich, but also um, they're affirming and loving. I don't know all the words. It just feels good. It feels great. (laughs) Yeah. Feels good. Yeah. Okay. So for this kind of next round of talk, we each wanted to talk about One of the topics from the book that resonated with us, as you might have picked up already, there were several (laughs) that uh, that we resonate with, but just in the interest of time and in kind of uh, narrowing our scope, we're each kind of going to take a topic and, and talk through it a little bit. And Lillian, actually, I'd love to start with you on this round, Mm -hmm. if you're up for it, there was a topic that really resonated with you. Yeah, I'd love for you to share.
3: Yeah, well, this book, um, you know, this book devotes a whole chapter to, I think they say, like raising the the sensitive generation, this next, well, these generations currently. Um, And I think there's some really great resources in the world around parenting sensitive children. And I do hope that, you know, these next generations don't feel the same shame or feelings of like, what's wrong with me. Um, and I, I do think this book is helping to contribute, you know, contributing to that change, but I wanted to shift a bit and talk about and share like what I picked up from the view as operating as a sensitive parent. Um, and I have two kids, my own of my own, and they're four and seven. So on the younger end, um, and I didn't I didn't become aware of um, sensitivity as a trait um, until after my first child was born, you know, like when the overstimulation and overwhelm just became amplified Um, and I actually connected with Val and she kind of helped me find, you know, discover that this was a trait about myself. And, um, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, And you know, there, there's also, um, I guess like linking to this, that they're in the, in the chapter of the five gifts of sensitivity, they talk about, um, the gift of sensory intelligence. Um, and I don't know, I got excited. I was really excited reading about that for some reason, um, you know, and sensory intelligence being, you know, this deepened awareness of your, our environment and, but not just how deeply aware we are of the details, but how then but of the implications also, and then how we are then able to do more with that information or do something different with that with that knowledge. Um, but on the flip side of that sensory intelligence is overstimulation. And in this sensory intelligence, even though it can be an advantage, I think they said at one point, it stuck out to me, you know, we can avoid overstimulation in the first, it, we it can be an advantage if we o- avoid the overstimulation in the first place. And I chuckled, you know, <laughs> because I'm like, well, it's-, <laughs> it's really hard to do whether you have children or not. Right. Um, but definitely if you have kids um, and I don't know about big kids, I'm not there yet, but when you have little kids, it's really impossible to avoid. Um And so thankfully, I think the the authors did later state, like you can't over, you can't avoid this overstimulation, but there are things that we can do to get ourselves into this soothe mode, um, where we can rest and digest. And I loved that phrase. Um, and I was just thinking of like a few days ago, I picked up my kids, both of them go to a different school. So I picked one up from one place and the other, from the other, we get home and, we're unpacking bags and lunch boxes and someone's hangry and just needs food right away. And, you know, we're having some after-school collapse and, um, I schedule, you know, <laughs> we have a swim practice later that evening and I have to get dinner on the table soon. And it's just <laughs> like kind of a, a, a crazy period of time. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, and all the while, like there's so much information coming in through me, right? not just those five senses that we all are here about so often, but the eight sensory systems, you know, um, and I have to say, like, at a certain point, I started spiraling a bit, right? Um, I started sweating, like feeling my feelings, mm. acutely noticing their feelings, <laughs> my <acutely> feelings, <laughs> my feeling, all the feelings, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> the crumbs and the kitchen underneath uh, my feet, you know, yeah. like this rising sense of helplessness, um, and you know the tension in my facial muscles when I get stressed. All all of this stuff is sort of just accumulating, and um, I'm I'm still working on this, uh, of course, but I I realized like, like oh I can choose to, to try to get myself to soothe mode right, right now, like right then and there, I can make this choice (laughs) to do something. Right. And I can like acknowledge my feelings. I can try to pause. Um, I I think in that moment, a few days ago, I just excused myself to the bathroom real quick. You know, thankfully that's a universal excuse. And (laughs) it just, um, I was followed, but I I did (laughs) get to just do some like you know put my hand on my chest and do a little self talk um you know which if you haven't done it before it's a little awkward but um it does work uh and i think it's something everyone should try if they haven't done it um and that that seemed to just bring me down and i i kind of put my loop earplugs in to soften the auditory stimulation for the next hour or so and um you know was it perfect for me no uh, I wanted to crawl into my bed under my cave of covers and read my book or go to sleep, but I had to keep going. <laughs> These people depend on me to, you know, eat at this point. Um, but it did what it did do was bring me back from this like acute sense of this overstimulation from that threat mode that they talked about in the book into this soothe mode. And I just, I just really like this sort of option and, and remembering that you know, when I can choice into soothe um and, you know, just keeping in mind, that takes like compassionate practice. <laughs> it's not going to happen every time and it's not perfect. Um, but when I'm able to do that, then I can show up for myself. I can honor myself. Um, I can be the wonderful sensitive parent that I am. And then I want mm-hmm. to be and bring my gifts of sensory intelligence among other things um, like and compassionate empathy um, into um, like a supportive, you know, I can be support, a supportive place for my kids to help them regulate themselves and to soothe them. And, you know, what's wonderful about this book, I'll just out end it right now. But um, while it's not a parenting book, is giving language and tools around these everyday experiences that we have as sensitive human parents. Um and so I really appreciated that and um I, I really got a lot out of this. So
1: yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Great story, Lillian. Wow. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that. Like it it really shows how these two I mean first of all, I love the laugh about avoiding um, <laughs> overstimulation <laughs> the overstimulation are yeah like there are some instances where we're just doing life and the yeah. overstimulation is going to be there right and you highlighted that so beautifully it's like and yet even in that you were able to reach for some things right mm-hmm. that's incredible and you know and, and I wonder too like the more we can normalize that, hmm yeah exactly right? yes. just mm-hmm. I mean yeah I think your trick of saying I've got to go to the bathroom is brilliant because like you said it's already recognized it's like yep I and- think they
3: said that in the book too so it's not okay. <laughs> but yeah. it is you know yeah. yeah
1: I mean you don't have to explain anything other than that right no. going to the restroom right <laughs> like okay yeah. Especially and, at uh, work, right? I was going to say <laughs> yes. that, and it works in a lot of places, mm. and you know, especially in work environments and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, you know, and I also dream of a world where we can also say, "Hey, I'm this is overstimulating for me. I need to do and like, yeah. and that is also welcome, you know, and like, and just yeah. just as welcomed as I've got to use the restroom. It's like, oh yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah." You know? That's my vision. That's my dream for us. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Thank you so much, yeah. Great. Thank you so much. I I do I think I have said a few times to my kids, like I'm feeling overstimulated to like just give them the language too. Yes. But I don't it's I don't know that they're getting they're still so young. So it's um eventually maybe it'll seep in and become part of their language. Yeah. Just, but yeah, anyway, I, I agree, Robbie. So that was beautifully said. Mm-hmm.
1: Lovely. Thank you, Sonia. She's she's watching time for us. I appreciate that. (laughs) And Sonia, you actually had also, I'd love to go to you next if you're open to that.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lillian. It's um, challenging to sometimes not even manage, but even make sense of everything we're feeling and parenting just takes another layer and imagine being a parent And being in the workplace as well. this it just so many layers of complexity that we HSPs experience. And I love in the book um, how much time they dedicated to the workplace and how we function better in the chapter more than just a paycheck. Mm -hmm. It's interesting how the objective analysis of how HSPs perform sometimes does not match how we actually feel inside. So Mm -hmm. other people may perceive us differently so the book says combining reports from managers and self-reports from workers they found that employees who tested as sensitive people were rated by their managers as better performance than their less sensitive colleagues however the sensitive workers also reported more stress and scored lower on their well-being overall Mm. isn't that interesting Mm -hmm. And this effect, these results make so much sense because again, when we are in a more positive environment, even for part of the time, the, there is that sensitive boost effect that takes place. And when we are in a more stressful environment, it really takes a toll on us as well. So shifting that perspective may be so, so necessary. And reflecting on my own experience. My background is in, in engineering and chemistry, and I worked for 18 years in corporate environment in the male-dominated industry. Even though I was, I was successful and I was appreciated by management and because of my really depth of processing and attention to detail and really going extra mile. But also day to day, I had to live up to that toughness myth that the book talks about. Mm -hmm. When it's almost like that attitude, well, I have to do everything and I have to present myself a certain way and emotions are Mm -hmm. not necessarily welcome. They used to be called that touchy feely stuff, which is Mm -hmm. not a very positive uh, name for it. Mm -hmm. So the stressors Mm -hmm. like noisy environments with a lot of distractions would really uh, frazzle me or lack of autonomy in my schedule, interruptions during my the time that I want to do my deep work, or even work meetings with more dominating personalities, you know, when people talk over each other and it's hard to get the word in. There is no sense of that safe place when you know you are included and your voice matters. And it's difficult for me or any other HSP to thrive in that so it's like you have to overcome that that barrier it's interesting though that the turning point for me was leaning finally into my sensitive gifts because it was too exhausting to live up to that toughness myth myth and reaching out to support of an hsp coach that really changed my life and in a like-minded community similar to the sensitive empowerment community we're in right now. Yeah. And as I started using my gifts more like empathy and depth of processing and depth of emotion that made it so much easier for me to connect to other people in the workplace that had similar interests. For example, I found a colleague that who was just as passionate about bringing mindfulness to the workplace as I was, and we started a mindfulness club, the first one in in that company, which again exists even though I'm not in that position anymore. It exists uh, four years later oh, and thriving. Great. Yes, oh. and. Leaning into finding people and leaning into meaningful conversations that really feed my soul. Uh, In the corporate world, for me, that was engaging in diversity and inclusion conversations and through those initiatives. And that was interesting because that was that really gave me that sensitive boost effect. Like I remember after those meetings, I would feel heard. And we talked about Mm. important, deep topics. And it would give me energy to do the tasks that were maybe a little bit more draining for me uh, in different parts of my job. So according to the book, this is the first time I heard this term job crafting. It's interesting that what I was doing to cope almost Mm. and leaning into my strengths was job crafting. And what they uh, refer to, how they define it is job crafting is, the art of turning your ho-hum job into a meaningful one. Mm -hmm. Job crafting, they say, is a way to think about your job that puts you in the driver's seat. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes,
4: and again, drawing on things that you love and you're naturally drawn to. So, and many sensitive people are natural born job crafters. So I love Mm -hmm. that. And really invite everyone to lean into that gift and that strength as job crafters. We can turn really a lot of different things into something meaningful and deep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, Sinia, it's just so exciting to hear you reflect back
2: on that. And I've watched this process of you thinking about the Mindfulness Club and starting Mm -hmm. the Mindfulness Club. and, Mm -hmm. And I'm just struck right now as that you are the master of, job craft crafting. <laughs> so I hope you continue talking about mm-hmm. that because gosh, there's so many people struggling and it'd be good to get the word
3: out. And we've been mm-hmm. on the the receiving end of Sunny's yes. beautiful, like meditation mm-hmm. and uh, so mindfulness true. practices and uh, just what a gift. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Mm.
1: Oh, I echo all of that. Yes. Amazing. And I was also, I relate to a lot of what you said. You know, when I I spent about 20 years in the corporate world, I was a a trainer, a facilitator, and then I I shifted into more human resources work. And I resonated a lot with some of those job crafting things. I'm like, oh, I was doing that, And the whole, I would say, not the whole time, but most of the time I was in those corporate jobs, I didn't know about high sensitivity, and then once I found out, I still didn't realize the the gifts i I kind of when I first found out I was highly sensitive I thought oh here's here's the name for what's wrong with me that's kind of how mm-hmm. i how I looked at it and so but I but reflecting back on my time, I, I did things that made the jobs better for me. And one of the things, that another thing the book talked about is how for highly sensitive people, we crave meaningful work. Like if it's not meaningful, it's like,
0: yes. what are we
1: doing here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, I, I felt that in my bones. It's like some of the things we were doing, I would think, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was like a trainer facilitator, I would look for, like, I would always wanted to train in things that I thought would make people's lives better. Right. Mm -hmm. If we, if we like, cause training takes on, there's so many different things to train on. It was like, I always wanted to make people's lives better. And I was constantly talking to people about what do they need? Right. So Mm -hmm. I was using my empathy all of the time to be like, what would make your job better? And then crafting something to help with that. Or if you know if the company had already purchased some training, I was const I would never give an off-the-shelf training as it was like I was always the one doing the extra work and like, well, how does this really relate to the audience? you know, and that's just something I naturally did because I cared so much that my work would make a difference for people that it would matter and that it wasn't just up in front of a room, you know, blathering on with people. <laughs> um in another way that i think i made my work meaningful is i would in the spaces that i went to looking back on it i would create these places where i could have meaningful conversations with people around things <laughs> i cared about so like I created women's groups where women could talk about in the tech industry, what was going on or in the gaming industry, what they needed for support. I'd create leadership groups so that I could hear from leaders what what was lacking for them, whether they need, so I could give them that so that the workplace would then be better for people. When I transferred in, over into more HR roles, I would think about You know, what are these, how are these policies affecting people? How do we create, how do we make sure that people are having a voice who don't have one yet? And Mm -hmm. how do we make sure that um, leaders aren't getting away with things they shouldn't be getting away with? You know, in all of those spaces, I was constantly like, how could it make this better for people? And it's just interesting reflecting back, because I didn't know that this was, these were strengths that I was bringing. It was just like what I had to do. Thank you, Val, to make it work for me, right? Um, So (laughs) Val told me my time is up. So I'm wrapping it up by (laughs) saying, yeah, no, 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 I'm wrapping it. Thank you. Thank you for that. I'm wrapping it up by saying, again, as sensitive folks, we have natural abilities that we bring to to our workspaces. And I just encourage you to to lean into what feels right for you and make these spaces work for you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sorry, Val, I just Go to ahead. transition, I just want to say that I didn't have any, I didn't have the support I need as an HSP. And I so I ended up having a major crash and leaving, you know, the the main mainstream uh, work and started as an entrepreneur, which I think Val is going to talk to us about, mm-hmm. because I think that is a really helpful avenue for a lot of sensitive folks. So Val handed it over. <laughs>
2: yeah, perfect. <laughs> yes, agree. In fact, all four of us have ended up going the self-employment route. Yes, right. yes. <laughs> and there's a reason. And a lot mm-hmm. of highly sensitive people are drawn to the freedom of that because it's been, it can be so hard in a traditional yeah. workplace. And so we craft our own work from scratch, <laughs> um, but bringing those wonderful strengths we've been developing and growing over time. Um, so that that started to call me. I've been self-employed now about 14 years. And um, it, that, I think it was my sensitivity that really called me forth and said, okay, maybe <laughs> And it was always in the back of my mind as this idea, but I would, I would dismiss it and say, well, no, that's for extroverts. You know, that's going to be too exhausting for me. I'm going to have to go to a bunch of networking events or I hate marketing. Um, but what's funny is, it was actually my sensitivity that got me through that. It was actually my sensitivity that helped me find my own way because For instance, I had no tolerance for fakeness of marketing and what I thought I had to do. And I literally, I remember thinking I would rather my business fail than have to do it that way. So I'm just gonna Mm -hmm. show up (laughs) and be me. And so, you know, for instance, there's all this assumption that you have to have your 30 second elevator pitch if you're gonna go to a a networking event or something, you know, you'd be ready. But I never did. I just couldn't, (laughs) I just couldn't do it. And so I would find myself just going and listening and asking people questions because I cared. And I would just kind of lean in and find out more about them. And then I would respond. So I was responding. So I was using my empathy and my responsiveness and I didn't realize it. I thought I was doing it wrong, (laughs) but people would be like, wow, what do you do? And they would be drawn to me and that kept happening. And I, I literally, I was at this one networking event where I wasn't doing anything. I was sitting and people started lining up to talk to me. And I was like,
3: what is going on? So <laughs> my friend was <laughs> laughing at me. She was like, I thought you hated networking. Like, this That's is so the nice. universe talking to you right
2: now. <laughs> yes. I'm like, what's happening? And I think they just realized I was this warm, interested person that was refreshing from the other people who were like handing their cards out to everybody and talking at mm-hmm. them. And so it was just by accident that it started to work. <laughs> so my sensitivity saved me but I started to realize some of the principles. I was like, wait, this is what actually works. This authentic style, this show up as me, this listening approach. So, and, and it has, I've seen it play out in so many ways. Like I've decided that empathy is actually the number one strength you need to be good at marketing Mm -hmm. and client attraction because you're tuning into people and um, you can, you can more easily think about what are they searching for in Google? What are they really wanting? And you can, ask people and really hear them. And so the more I lean into that, the actually the better my business does. So this idea that introverts or highly sensitive people might be bad at self employment is to me is a myth. And um, there's a lot of ways um, to make it easier. I got so passionate about how much I was enjoying the freedom that I started really focusing a lot on helping other people with their, you know, escape from, negative workplace situations, whether it was through new career mm-hmm. paths. So I do career coaching around just what path is going to fit. And also for those who are like, you know, just get me out.
0: <laughs> Where's the path? <laughs> you know,
2: I've, I've created courses and groups and things for people to be able to really learn what, what, how, what can, how self-employment can work for you. Yeah. So I'll leave it at that.
1: You highlighted you know, when you were talking through, I was thinking—I just lost my thought, but I was thinking something, man, that I wanted to highlight. Well, it'll come back if it's meant to be, <laughs> right?
3: Um Well, I'm glad for that. You want to do accident. the prompt? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. That's right right yes. how I that, met yes. all of you. So yeah, we have
3: six minutes left.
1: Just a yeah. time check. That's what yes, it was. You Thank you, Lillian. Yes, I will put a prompt uh, in the chat. What I wanted to say about, like you highlighted, you went to this, to these events thinking you were doing it wrong, mm-hmm. right? Because that's the messages that those are the messages we get. But in fact, just leaning into who you are, you mm-hmm. created this amazing experience for others and, and it benefited you. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. it's just, <laughs> it <did. laughs> yeah. And I think Again, that just goes back to the more that we can just be us and that it can be hard, which is why communities like this are so helpful and talks like this are so helpful because it it reminds us there's nothing wrong here. Like mm-hmm. we're actually bringing something of value to the world because we get lots of messages from the outside world of how we should be doing it. But when it's going against that thing inside of us, um, it, it can be really hard. And Val, gosh, marketing is one of the, one of those things, right? It's just like, oh, no marketing. But I remember having a really helpful talk with you around marketing. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, actually you helped me yes. really see it in a way that, oh, actually I'm, I'm great at doing it this yes. way. Just even
2: a, enjoy it. I bet like, and enjoy it's about it. yeah. people and connection and love. Exactly.
1: exactly. I love all that.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you've got a reflection up for us in, in the chat. Do you want to talk do. about it?
1: Yeah, so what I'm, uh, what I've got up there is just, what's one way that you'll honor your sensitivity in the next week? Right, we've been talking a lot about, about honoring, what is true for us, and for those here with us, we'd love you to share a takeaway. Either that self reflection, like what's one way you'll honor your sensitivity, and or it could be both, I guess something that you're taking away from today. I feel like this has gone by so quickly. I could mm. be here t- talking with all of you and those in the chat for so much longer, but we are almost at time. So we would love to hear from you. What's something that you're taking away? And Val, I do notice there's been already lots of yeah. things. I don't know if any of those are ones you want to read out, but there're yeah, lots Yeah, and feel of free if you see chat.
2: something. Help me out. All right. All right. Here's one of the comments. I've heard that HSPs have more influence in the company than what we're hired to do. Yes.
1: I've been inspired to zen out my bathrooms. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) I love
3: that. Mm. So true.
2: See, and here's one. I'm finding more peace in a new job that is fully remote. Mm -hmm. Boy, that's a whole topic right there. Remote Mm -hmm. work. Yeah. Awesome. Saves us. Mm -hmm. another person saying that's hilarious Val (laughs) it's the networking event (laughs) it was it was for me Mm -hmm. let's see here's another one so some takeaways and intentions one taking time for myself to spend time with the sensitive empowerment community and remember my toolbox Mm. awesome Mm. and a takeaway fabulous reframes like job crafting shifting to support and highly responsive Mm. And here's another, an intention takeaway, show up and speak from the heart, trusting I bring value to the world. Yes. Continue to find courage and ask for the connections and resources to synchronicity to come through and guide me. another one, I related so much to what Val just talked about. It's so important to honor our sensitivity and empathy. Here's another, intending to pause and reflect on my unique qualities. It's mm-hmm. great one. Mm-hmm. And a takeaway that everyone can benefit from sensitive intelligence. Yes, not just us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another one. I'm focusing on doing just what resonates in marketing and letting go of the should messages, just being genuine. <laughs> yeah. And then and while somebody. I can't settle on a specific, the overall validation of sharing space and hearing you all lifts me up when I truly need such. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yay. And the last one that I'll do, I'm taking away pondering the boost effect in my life and how I should be intentional about self-care and joy in my life. Also considering self-employment for myself. Yeah. Yay. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, and, the, and last comment. This has been wonderful, everyone. Thank you. Yeah. Vitto this task. has been wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can do great things when we take great care. Yes.
3: Yes. I'm into that. Yes. Beautiful. And yeah. all of the comments and just in the chat has been so active. I'm just so, yeah. yes. it's so <laughs> in, uplifting and um, engaging. Yeah.
2: Yes. And lots oh, of hearts you. on what everyone said
1: too. Yeah. Thank you. For That's a very a HSP thing.
3: Yeah. Heart, heart, heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you
1: really? want to wrap us up, Robbie? Yeah. Thank you yeah. all so much for being mm-hmm. with us today. For those of you here live, you can join us afterwards for Q and a, if you would like to, for those listening, if you'd like to join this nurturing and supportive community, you can find us at sensitivecommunity.com We look forward to connecting with you there and Maybe having some more conversations like this. Or you can find me, Robbie Lee, at robbielee.com, Lillian Ricardo at lillianricardo.com, Sanya Ellis Eve at inneradventure.com, mm-hmm. and Val Nelson at valnelson.com. We look forward to hearing from any and all of you. But for now, it's bye bye. Thank you. Perfect.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you'll share it with others so we can help HSPs all over the world know their value. Also, there are so many more resources I invite you to explore that have been created for highly sensitive people to help you reduce the challenges and help you access your fullest potential join us for our next live episode in the sensitive empowerment community it's a special place to connect to me and other hsps dedicated to growth and empowerment visit juliebiellen.com or sensitiveconnection.com to explore all these resources and join us and please take care of your beautiful sensitive self